0: And welcome to another edition of Two Steps Ahead Podcast. Two Steps Ahead Podcast encouraging you to take your passion, make it happen, let yourself be great. I'm Son Edom. The number one, the biggest reason why people don't achieve their dreams. Can you take a guess? Or the biggest reason why they don't even attempt to chase their dreams. Any ideas? What would you think would be the answer to that? Well, the biggest, the biggest reason why people don't achieve their dreams or don't even attempt to chase their dreams is because of self-doubt. I can't. I've heard it so many times over the course of my professional life, whether in entertainment or whether in education. People literally wanting to do something, but they fail to do it because they say, I can't. So I'll ask them, talk to her young lady one time, wanted to be a singer. Why don't you go up and sing? I can't. You mean you can't physically, you, you, don't, you don't have the ability to physically walk up the steps to go stand on stage? pick up the microphone and start singing? Or how about a radio show or like a podcast? Someone wants to host a podcast. Why don't you just do it? I can't. You mean you don't have the ability to walk into the room, sit down in a chair, turn on the microphone and just start talking? Or a job interview, maybe like a dream job type interview or something important. Are you ready for your interview? I just can't. You don't have the ability to walk into a room, sit down and have a conversation with people. And then when you press them further, this is the interesting thing. When you press them further as to why can't you do something, the response is, I I just can't. There is no anything no reason, no excuse, nothing after I just, I just can't. And it stops right there. And it's self-doubt. Getting in the way of your own dreams, ambitions, wants, desires, self-doubt. The lack of believing in your abilities to be successful at whatever it is you want to do. Maybe in the dating world, it's, you know, fear of rejection. You go up to somebody and you want to ask them out and they say no. So obviously you've got a fear of rejection. Makes sense. And maybe there's a little bit of that in here or maybe a fear of failure or something. But they never really go on to mention that. It's just, I, I, I just can't. Now, I think part of it is because they do believe that If they were able to do it, they could be successful. If they were able to do it, they would do a pretty good job at it. So I don't think it's the failure, the rejection, those type of excuses that you might get in other areas. It's just they doubt themselves. They doubt their ability. And then when they finally maybe somehow do it, They get a little bit of confidence, and then they realize, "Oh yeah, maybe 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 I can." And it's something that we've talked about before on the show, an episode one sixty five, which is, "Do you have the passion or the obsession to take your passion and make it happen?" And this is what I was talking about back then in episode one sixty five. It's that it's that growth mindset to go from "I can't" to "I can." I try to push that growth mindset on. Yes you can. Yes you can. Baby steps, baby steps. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Might take some time, but you can do it. It's like that saying. If you think you can, you probably will. If you think you can't, you probably won't. So why let the contraction, apostrophe T, the contraction put you in traction of life? Keep you from moving? So have a growth mindset. Another thing we need to do is build mental toughness. We have to believe in ourselves, first of all. There's a lot of times in education where I believe in the student more than the student believes in themselves. And it gets irritating and frustrating because you see potential, but they don't see it in themselves. It's like you want to knock them over the head and show them, hey, you've got greater potential in you than you think. You've got greatness in you. but we have to develop mental toughness, believe in ourselves, keep trying, not give up. Because again, once you give up, now you've quit. Now you've failed. But if you keep going, you keep trying, eventually you'll be successful. And you never know when you quit and you stop, the next time you would have tried it, maybe that was the time you were successful. Maybe that was the time you passed the test. Maybe that was the time you achieved the greatness that you wanted. Maybe that was the time that the record executive was there to see you. Now, I understand that's all kinds of reasons, possibly. Again, there's not a one-size-fits-all. I've been preaching that for a long time. A one size fits all problem or a one size fits all solution. So I understand there could be a variety of reasons why people may doubt themselves, not believe in themselves. It could be maybe it was a, a bad past experience. That's that's valid. You know, they were rejected, it didn't go well, they went on stage. I think the biggest thing too with stage fright is that and and stage fright doesn't mean just being on stage by the way it could be an interview it could be just being in front of people and so i think it's the fear of doing something embarrassing tripping as you walk up stage saying something stumbling over your words whatever it is you get that kind of anxiety in you and you do something that becomes embarrassing and then that's what people remember and you want to try to not have that happen So that's where some of the the stage fright and some of that anxiety and stuff comes from, like test-taking. I don't understand why people have an anxiety over taking a test. Sure, you could pass it. Sure, you could fail it, and somewhere in between it. But they have anxiety to actually go and take the test. Yet, they do have the ability to walk in, sit down at a desk, if it's on a computer or if it's paper pen, they have the ability to perform the necessary requirements and actions that it takes to take a test, but they get so fearful up all night, can't sleep stomachs in a knot, but you do have the ability, the actual ability to go through the process of test taking, but then they say, I can't. And it's hard for me to understand that. So, Maybe a past experience, some criticism, some trauma maybe, maybe did trip and fall, can erode that self-confidence, and so then you don't believe in yourself. But I think it goes beyond. It's that negative self-talk. If we start talking positive about ourselves, you know, looking in the mirror and getting a good, positive, reflective view of who we are, Not micromanaging or micro-opinionating ourselves, but just looking at ourselves and being, you know what, I have the talent, I have the ability to do whatever it is that this thing I want to do is, I have the confidence to do it, sure, it may be successful, sure, it may fail or somewhere in between, but I know I can do it, so I'm going to go and I'm going to do it. Maybe you've been compared to other people. That was one of the first lessons I had to learn in radio broadcasting was that First of all, don't compare yourself with anybody else because you are your own unique person. You are your own unique personality. You have your own unique set of skills, talents, whatever it is that makes you uniquely you that no one else has. So you can't compare yourself, but we do. Whether it's nowadays through social media, but the lesson I learned was feedback from other people. You'd walk into a radio station environment and accolades are being praised upon these different people and good for them. But then that never kept me from doing my best, reaching my full potential because I knew I could do that too. I could be just as good or my goal was to be better. And maybe sometimes I was, and maybe sometimes I wasn't, but that was my goal having that self-confidence, not doubting myself that, yeah, I could be just as good if not better, but you can't compare yourself because there's differences. This DJ might have some strengths and you don't have those strengths. That's okay. But when we compare each other, especially in the social media world now, we start to struggle with self-doubt because of the comparisons I started watching a a documentary about another social media gone wrong type of thing, and it was just a little bit of doubt that sunk in because there was a negative comment about something that was posted. The content creator posted something, and then a comment caught their attention, and it was just the smallest of criticism that turned into the biggest Grand Canyon of self-doubt. Which I think leads to perfectionism, really. If you think about it, we strive to be perfect. We strive to have perfection in our lives. And there's pressure upon us in social media. Get the likes, get the, um, the views, the comments in the business world. We can't make mistakes. I know the radio business and anything that has to do with ratings, it was a constant battle to keep those ratings high. And any little thing might cause them to slip. Any little mistake might cause those ratings to slip. We had to strive for perfection. Failure, mistakes, things like that weren't an option. And when it did happen, you would get criticized for it. And then you could turn on yourself and be like, management's upset because of these reasons. But I never took it that way. Because there's always purpose and intent. And then my, this is what I really want to get to at the point sometimes when radio management comes in and criticizes, First of all, you're not in that seat. You don't know what's going on from a day-to-day basis, just as I'm not in your seat. But you know what? My intention here today isn't to destroy your radio station. My intention here today isn't to not educate your kids. My intention here today is not make your baseball player worse. I don't have negative intentions in my performances today. My intentions are to strive to be the best, to be perfect. Sometimes plans go well. Yay, ratings go up. Sometimes plans don't go well for whatever reason. Boo, ratings go down. But it's that strive for perfectionism. And that's okay to have, but you have to have realistic expectations of perfectionism because you know you're not perfect and you're not going to get them. But you can have high standards and achieve those high standards. Talk about all the time, bring out your inner greatness, raise the standard so that you can be better at everything, but also know that making mistakes are going to happen and avoid those self-criticisms. But again, those self-criticisms tend to creep in and take control, just like that little comment a little bit of criticism led to the Grand Canyon of self-doubt. I think one of the biggest reasons why people maybe struggle with self-doubt is the lack of, I guess, validation, We maybe we can call it, you know, where the achievements and the things that we do well aren't recognized. I mean, we live in a day and age, obviously, where it's the the, the joke that everybody gets a trophy, right? Everybody's in the Hall of Fame. Everybody's in the All-Star Game. Everybody is this. We can't keep score because everybody's equal. But yet when we do something good, it doesn't get validated. And I think it's our human nature that if we do something good, we want to tell people about it. We want people to recognize it. I mean, in education, we saw it in uh, Virginia. I think it was Loudoun County School District where they took away all the AP scores or they hid the AP scores so that students wouldn't rise above other students because that would make the dumber students feel dumber. And so there's a, an effort out there to try to make excellence and achievements of excellence less. And so we lack that positive reinforcement and that's hard to, to be able to know and recognize that, Oh, I did a good job. I did something great here without the accolades, but yet knowing you did it, we need that validation, low self-esteem, Fear of judgment. Like if we're going to do something, we might be judged for doing it. And all these things lead to self-doubt. Whether it's your past experience, whether you're being compared to other people, that's the hardest thing because you have no ability over that. But again, it takes a strong person with a strong personality or at least somebody that has developed a strong personality of the public persona to be able to push back on that, to stand alone regardless of comparison, to stand alone regardless of the lack of validation, to stand alone and not have that low self-esteem because other people are trying to pick on you, other people are trying to call you out, other people are making fun of your pictures, whatever it is. Not letting that get to you does take practice, it does take effort, and it can be achieved. I know one of the biggest things, in fact, I talked to several people who are like of the artist variety, maybe painting or maybe poetry, maybe something like artistic, maybe books that they've written. And sometimes they don't want to put anything out there because they're afraid of the judgment that's bad. Instead of, hey, this is something I wrote. You might like it. You might not like it. There's a lot of people like hey, Shakespeare, William Shakespeare, but I'm sure you know the name. Nobody likes iambic pentameter. But again, what we have to avoid first and foremost, I guess, when it comes to having that self-doubt is basically, again, going back to that mirror and avoiding the negative self-talk. I always find it funny when people stand in the mirror, maybe it's movies or something, and they you can do it. They're pep-talking themselves. It looks corny. But in reality, you know, that's what we got to do every day is give ourselves a pep-talk. Avoid the negative self-doubt. Avoid the negative self-talk. Avoid the negative self-imaging. Avoid the negative. That growth mindset that I mentioned earlier, changing the mind from negative to positive. And over time, it might take a while, and you have to train your brain to do it. It's not going to happen automatically. I mean, for some, possibly. But it's taken me a long time over the course of my life when I was younger Because I worked on it and I knew one day that I wanted to be possibly in front of people speaking, whatever that was, whatever that looked like. And so I went about and made sure I would get in front of people to speak, whether it's running for office at school, a class office and get in front of the class and giving a speech or the student body or maybe at an assembly or maybe getting jobs that put me in front of people to speak. But what I did was I worked on it when I was younger because I knew when I got older and in my professional career, there was a strong chance that I wanted to be in front of people. And now I don't have a problem standing in front of people and talking because I worked on it. Negative self-talk, did away with it. Now I would sit there and I would critique maybe or have some feedback to myself What they call that um, constructive criticism. But I would avoid the negative. You obviously look at things that went wrong. I mean, when you're a football team, you go to halftime. I guess basketball too, any sport that has a halftime. You look at what was working. You look at what wasn't working. You change and try to get everything to be working to win the second half. So again, you've got to... Make it positive, but have some self-reflection. And I think the other thing too that's kind of difficult nowadays is the uh, culture, you know, and societal influences. What do I mean by that? Well, you know, we've got so many people that are just—I mean, it's the melting pot. America is the true melting pot nowadays with people coming in. In fact, the southern border is bringing everybody in now. But you get into these different perspectives and different uh, arenas of people, and sometimes your culture. And sometimes your heritage might limit you from trying to get out there. Um, If you are a first-generation college student, one of the uh, movies that I like to watch is McFarland, USA. Uh, Kevin Costner goes to McFarland, California, and he gets a bunch of, uh, what would they be called, I guess, pickers um, working in the field, the parents are from immigrants working in the field, picking crops or picking fruit or whatever it is. And so now you've got the kids who are in high school that are the children of these immigrant fruit pickers or pickers out in the field, right? But he creates a cross-country team. And there's a scene in there where one of the kids who's really good at running goes to talk to his father and his father's a a picker, no education. And so he says, you know, I have an opportunity to go to college. And the dad's like, you need to get your eyes out of the books because the books are going to Not help you any. They didn't have the mindset or the idea to even know that college could get their kids out of the fields and out of picking crops. And so, again, there's a lot of those cultural things that might hinder people from wanting to do something because the older generation does not realize what's available. So there's things like that that you might have to overcome. You might have to be a first-time college student that has to overcome the pressures of the family because they never went to college. And you have to overcome that because they don't understand the value of an education. Because it's all about you know, bringing out our inner greatness like I've talked about. It's about that growth mindset. But when it comes down to it, it's that lion's mentality. If the lion is the king of the jungle, how can he be the king of the jungle? If he's not the biggest, The elephant is probably one of the biggest. He can't be the fastest because that's a cheetah. He can't be the smartest. So he's not the biggest, the fastest, or the smartest. So how does a lion become the king of the jungle? His mentality. That's the only difference of a lion and an elephant. When a lion walks up and sees an elephant, he thinks lunch elephant things run and it's all mentality because when a male lion walks up he may be outnumbered by a pack of hyenas but i'm king of my jungle because of my mentality mentality mindset is everything so with that mindset that growth mindset that lion's mentality how can we overcome self-doubt well the first thing we got to do is identify it obviously And we got to challenge those negative thoughts, replace them with positive thoughts. You know, one of the things that I heard somewhere was that when we are in a conversation, maybe it's first impression conversation, and maybe it's with somebody we like and we're just getting to know them. We say something and then we think, oh, that was a dumb thing to say, right? And so we focus on that one thing, which was probably maybe a 10th, if not less, maybe a hundredth of the conversation. And we focus in and we focus in and we realize that that was the worst thing ever. And the whole rest of the conversation, 99.99% of it, which was wonderful. We think it was doomed because of that 0.01% comment that was made that was stupid or whatever. We got to identify those. Be like, you know what? That's a small, small percentage of the conversation. Don't worry about it. Okay. A radio show went bad. Didn't work out. Forget about it. Go on to the next one. Okay. Your job interview kind of sucked. How many times, how many times did you think you went into a job interview and you bombed it, but yet you got the job? I bet you a lot of you thought that. At some point in time, there's a job somewhere, one that you really wanted, that you thought you bombed the interview and that you weren't going to get it. And the next thing you know, you're like, You got the job. You're like, I did? Oh, man, I thought I bombed the interview. Because we focus on the negative, not the positive. So, again, we got to identify and challenge those negative thoughts. Pay attention to them. There could be some validity to what we're thinking about as far as negative, self-critique. But then spin it to a positive. How can I do better next time? And what good stuff did I do? Maybe we need to set realistic goals. You know, there was a movie, uh, Coyote Ugly, and the main person, uh, I guess, uh, whatever her name is, but she, had, she wanted to be a, a songwriter, I guess, but a part of being a songwriter is you have to sing your own songs at open mic night and things like that. And so she had stage fright, basically. And again, the whole thing was she'd get up on stage, she would look, and then her comment was, I can't, and she'd run off stage. Well, then she meets this dude, uh, meets this guy, and they try to work on it. And so what he does is he basically starts out by having her sing in the dark. And then goes from there. And then at the end of the movie, it's a big performance, and she has stage fright, and the guy shows up, and it's at a club, and he turns off the lights. And now she's, oh, okay, I can do this. you know. And the movie goes on happily ever after. But again, that's Hollywood. But it was setting reasonables. If you're going to sing and be on stage, what can you do? Where can you go to maybe get in front of a small crowd? And then maybe a bigger crowd. If you're a singer, where can you go to sing in front of maybe a small crowd? Or maybe you join a choir somewhere and you sing with others or a quartet or a duet. So you're not the lone person. And then eventually you take over and maybe get a solo Maybe you give a speech to a small group of people and then bigger and bigger. Maybe you do a job interview or you go on job interviews that maybe you don't really want the job, but you go to the job interview just to go through the experience of it. You know, you have to take those baby steps, set realistic goals, and then go and try to achieve them. Focusing on your strengths, obviously. I never like that question at the end, what are your weaknesses? You know, you go to a job interview and they ask you, what are your weaknesses? And I literally have to sit there and think about it. And it's not because I don't have weaknesses, but I don't think about my weaknesses. Because I think about my strengths and what I do best, and I focus on that. And so it takes me a little bit to try to think of something. And I always think that the person on the other one's is like, wow, this guy is pretty cocky, pretty arrogant because I don't have any weaknesses. It's like, no, I just don't focus on them. That's the negative self-doubt. That's the negative self-talk. That's negativity. I just focus on the positive. And try to focus on those strengths. And again, sure, there's times I will have self-reflection on, okay, what went well? What didn't go well? Why did this fail or not work out? What do I need to change? Why did this do good? Could I do it better? There's always that constant self-critique going on. But I'm at the point in my life where I can do that because I don't let the negativity get to me. And it's not going to bother me. Which then again, I guess, goes to having some self-compassion. Really. I mean, if we have some self-compassion, we talk about kindness to other people. Maybe we should have some kindness to ourselves and understand that I'm on a journey. My mindset is growing under that growth mindset, but I'm not fully bloomed. I'm still moving right along on the road of transitioning from beginner to intermediate to expert. And so we have to have compassion on ourselves, kindness to ourselves. Remembering that things are going to go good, yay. Things are going to go not so good, okay, well, that sucks, but how can I do better? And take that, refocus it into how can I do better and make it a positive. One of the things, too, that I talk about a lot is support group. Having a support group, you know, could be friends, could be family, could be other people you trust, could be a mentor, uh, it could be a professional, like a therapist. A lot of people think going to a therapist is weakness, but it's not. Sometimes just having somebody to talk to, somebody that listens. Maybe they don't even respond, but they just listen. Or maybe they offer some advice. But just having that other person or group of people there to listen, gain perspective, because sometimes things aren't as bad as we think they are, or maybe they're not as good as we think they are. And so you have the trusted group of people or person that you can talk to and get some positive feedback, some negative feedback, but you know the information that you're going to be receiving, whether good or bad or in between, is trusted. And there's no ulterior motive by those people. That's the key thing. Trusted people that will give you trusted information that you can use. And then just take action. Like I said earlier, maybe you got to go and take the baby steps. You know, one of the things I did was, like I said, I would talk about getting over that fear of speaking in front of people, get in front of people. It started out in school, doing speeches, assemblies, whatever I could. In college, I took a couple of debate classes. Not that I wanted to debate, but I had to get in front of people. I did not care if I won or lost the debate. I just want to get in front of people. Like, or a speech class. Maybe it wasn't so much debate. It was speech class. I'm sorry. It wasn't so much debate. It was speech classes. And I had to give speeches in front of the class and then in front of some other people. But it was just getting in front of people and sharing. And a part of the speeches in class sometimes were debates, but it was never. I was never on the debate, debate team or anything. But it was speeches. And then it was a job. What jobs could I get where I'm in front of people talking? and then it was okay now it's time to go get a radio job and now i have no issues talking in front of people and i'm pretty confident is it always good not always but i have the presence to know and self awareness of what i'm doing and then of course we got to take care of ourselves you know there's a lot of people recently that i've read musicians and stuff and it's not their fault. You know, they're just older in life and they've been singing all their life, but they're starting to have issues, vocal cord issues and stuff. Um, but we need to take care of ourselves physically, mentally, emotionally. You know, that includes possibly getting enough sleep, maybe eating right. If you don't get enough sleep, maybe you're not eating right. You're running through the drive through all the time, maybe you're not exercising. Maybe not even doing things that are fun. I mean, sometimes things that we do that are fun, like I love doing the podcast, but sometimes it could be a daunting task, trying to come up with new information, doing the research, trying to find the right clips, audio and video clips. And sometimes that can be kind of not necessarily a stressor, but kind of bring me down because I can't fight the right thing that I'm looking for. So we have to make sure that we take care of ourselves, not Don't sweat the little things, but get enough sleep, eat healthy, exercise regularly, engage in activities that we enjoy. So yeah, I enjoy this, but what else do I enjoy? Maybe I go do some of that. Have variety in life. Obviously, we need to celebrate the successes, celebrate our progress, whether it's with other people, whether you're recognized for it, whether you're not recognized for it, whatever it is, you need to celebrate it. Celebrate your achievements, no matter how small they may seem. Reinforce the confidence and the motivation that came from that. Wow, I got success. I'm confident now. A little bit more. I'm getting there. Baby steps on my journey. But I'm motivated to do more. I passed a test. I'm motivated to do more. I raised my grade to a C. I gonna maybe try to get a B. I passed the interview of round one. Now I'm more confident going into round two because maybe it's two or three rounds of interviews to get the job because they're trying to weed people out. Um, Sometimes we might have to challenge our perfectionism. Like I think that it's okay to strive for perfection, but I also know I'm not going to achieve it. But I strive for it. I strive for it, strive for it, strive for it. Maybe sometimes in certain instances, I might achieve it for that moment in time. But it's always getting better, getting better, getting better. Improvement, improvement, improvement. Have that growth mindset. Set challenges. Be accepting of setbacks. Learning, growing. It's constantly an ongoing thing. And then sometimes, you know, I'm not really into visualizations and manifestations. That seems to be a big thing now. Manifest your future with this sound seems to be going on social media. I'm not into all that. But again, you do have to realize that you want to visualize success. I mean, how many kids in the backyard? Maybe you. I did it several times playing basketball in the backyard by myself. And you imagine the clock winding down five, four, three, two, and you shoot the game winning bucket at the buzzer. Yeah, we've all visualized success, or maybe you hit the game-winning home run, or maybe you kick the game-winning goal. We've all visualized that in some passion or another. I'm sure if you play a musical instrument, maybe you visualize yourself on an arena tour somewhere, maybe. You know, we've all visualized it, but yeah, sometimes we need to take that into adulthood and kind of visualize the success that we might have or that we want to have and kind of get that feeling, that euphoric feeling of, okay, if I have success... This is what it feels like. And if this is what it feels like, then I want to achieve that. You know, it's kind of like that childhood dreaming, you know, dreaming about the success, the winning, you know, the popping champagne or the apple cider, whatever it might be. Because again, it goes back to the fact that we do have greatness in us and we can't forget that. You have greatness within you. You have the ability to do more than you can ever begin to imagine. See, I believe that anybody through observation and practice can perform at the level of excellence. But when you're pursuing your greatness, this is worth writing down, you don't know what your limits are and you act like you don't have any. So I say to you, you have something special. You have greatness within you. So with that greatness in you and you've got that growth mindset and you're practicing on getting better at self-doubt, okay, that's all good. That's good to have. But do you ever feel just in life in general that perhaps you deal with anxiety or maybe you find anxiety kind of challenging that you don't know why? I mean, the times we live in right now are pretty tough times. I just not not too long ago just got back from the grocery store and I'm like my eyes are like bugging out because just last week or two eggs were like a buck seventy nine now they're like two eighty seven really in a week or maybe two liter soda used to be like a buck seventy nine something like that now it's almost like three bucks. And other things that you look at, prices are going up. Has your paycheck gone up? Probably not. Or maybe you've got health issues. It's unfortunate, but we've got a lot of people struggling with health issues. It comes out all the time, day after day after day. In fact, I had a conversation with somebody, and I was wondering, pontificating with them, is it because we have access to information and access to more people? through social media and stuff and people put on social media, they're sick, they've got cancer, they've got this, they've got that. Do we have access to more people or are people getting sick more in today's society for whatever reason, than, like say growing up because yeah, cancer was still there, but it seemed to me that I didn't really know too many people. And now it's like, there's at least five, six, seven people off the top of my head that are struggling with it, fighting it. So I don't know what the answer is, but again, there's a lot of things out there. Job. I know there's a lot of companies out there that might be looking to downsize and lay off people because you've got automation coming in. Maybe the economic future of the company. Especially in entertainment, too. There's a lot of people that are being laid off. A lot of people in the education world maybe being laid off. University of Florida, for example. And so anyways, there could be a lot of anxiety in life. And maybe that's keeping us down with self-doubt. Maybe that's another reason. But how can we overcome that? How can we cope with anxiety? Now, there's times I get anxious. Maybe there's a lot on my plate. Maybe there's deadlines to meet. You know, whatever. But one of the things that I try to do is identify those triggers. What causes anxiety? For me, it's not a whole lot that gives me anxiety. I think the biggest thing that gives me anxiety is being out and other people. Other people give me anxiety because I can't control what they do. For example, I'm driving on the freeway. Somebody cuts me off. In fact, the other day, I was driving on the freeway, and somebody tried to pass from behind. And I'm looking in my rearview mirror because I am a pretty attentive driver. I'm looking in my mirrors. I'm actually doing what they told you to do. But this guy passes by behind me, and, I mean, it was close, man. I mean, I could see the color of his eyes. I'm thinking, how did this guy not clip me? And then I'm thinking, okay, what's my surroundings? And I see in the lanes next to me, if this guy would have clipped me, he would have set me into a spin, kind of like the pit maneuver that cops do. And if he set me into a spin, the only thing that's going to happen is these two big rigs are going to hit me. Okay. Fortunately, it didn't happen. By the grace of God, I'm still here. But those are the type of things that give me anxiety. Things I can't control because of the stupid uh, maybe put may change it. The stupidity of other people gives me anxiety. So it's not just other people. The stupidity of other people. Gives me anxiety because I can't control it, and the outcome is usually going to be bad for me. But getting more back to the point is that you got to identify what causes your anxiety, what situations getting up on stage, stage fright. Um, you know, but it could be anything, and I'm talking about anything, I'm kind of moving past the self-doubt, but just into general life. Maybe if you identify what causes the anxiety, is it people? Is it a coworker? Is it somebody you socialize with, go shoot pool with, hang out with, whatever. Identify the anxiety. Identify what triggers that anxiety and then maybe take some action. Work on some strategies to manage or avoid them. Sometimes it's family and that could be the hardest thing. Maybe you get yourself into a state of, I guess some people would call it Zen, although I really don't believe in Zen. But maybe you know, like you 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 do some relaxation techniques, maybe before you go to those situations, and or maybe you practice some sort of, um, again meditation, whatever it is you do. I'm not really big into meditation either, but you do something that just gets your mind into a place, gets your body into a place, your spirit into a place that will allow you to then move into this environment, especially if it's work or something you can't avoid, and be able to know that I'm going into a place. These are my triggers. I'm now prepared. I'm relaxed. I understand it. And boom, I'm going to head into it. And maybe do some of those things throughout the day. You know, maybe you practice some deep breathing. Maybe you practice some, like I said, meditation, or maybe you think of scripture. If you're somebody that might be of the religious persuasion uh, maybe muscle relaxation techniques. Um, maybe you just calm your mind. Remember, growing up, can't sleep? They tell you to count sheep. But maybe do something in the mind to kind of just relax it. You know, think of your happy place, the beach with a margarita, something to kind of reduce that anxiety. Um, you know, staying active. We talked about just a little bit ago. You know, self care, being physically active can really help and reduce anxiety just through the chemical makeup of our body, giving us those natural mood lifters, especially if there are activities that we enjoy. If you're like going for a walk, go for a walk. If you don't like running or jogging, then don't do it. Because if you're going to do an exercise and you don't like it, that sucks. Don't do it. Do something you enjoy. I went to the doctor recently. And, um, you know, like all good doctors, they try to encourage you to get healthier. And one of the suggestions is obviously lose weight. Yes, I know. But this was the thing. Start with something simple, she said. Maybe cut back on, like, bread and, like, bread, weedy products, you know, bagels, bread. Start there. And then when you exercise, don't go all out. She said she recommended, according to a cardiologist that she had talked to, that if you're walking with somebody, maybe you're walking up some stairs or something and trying to have a conversation, but you're kind of kind of out of breath, but not really. You can kind of still have that conversation, but you're kind of breathing heavy, out of breath. I'm like, yeah, I know what you mean. She goes, start there. Just get to that level. where you are trying to have a conversation with somebody, but the heart rate's going, the breathing's pretty deep? And you can still have that conversation, but you're having struggle with it. Get to that level. And the point was just start slow, start easy, make simple product, uh, simple steps, simple goals. And then she said, you know, okay, if you want to lose weight, imagine how much just losing 10 pounds. You know, we think of 40, 50 pounds. She goes, start with five, 10, start with five and see how much better you're going to feel. But she goes with you, maybe you get just a 10 and your body's going to be so much better. You'll sleep better. You'll feel better and when you're sleeping better and you're feeling better, you're obviously eating better, you're exercising, then some of those anxiety triggers and those other negative things stress is going to be lessened because your body's feeling better and they're not being stressed out and anxious about some of those other things. So again, it's just that growth mindset, practicing mindfulness, if you call it that, your relax relaxation techniques, you know, staying active, having balance and then of course, when it comes to diet, depending on your situation, maybe you need to limit caffeine and alcohol. Maybe you need to have that more balanced diet. Maybe you need to stay off of TikTok at night and go to sleep. Actually, get some sleep. Um, uh, maybe stay away from recreational drugs. Maybe marijuana is causing some issues. Again, it goes back to negative thoughts, you know, challenge those negative thoughts, turn them into something positive. And again, having self-help, practicing self-care, doing some of those things, having a support group around you, having realistic goals. Okay, tonight I'm going to try to get in bed at 10 o'clock, 10.30. Get up at 7.30, whatever. Start there. And begin the process. Begin the process. Begin the process. Baby steps. And then celebrate those baby steps. Hey, you made it a week without eating something. You made it a week without having caffeine. You know, recently somebody challenged me not to drink soda anymore because soda is kind of bad for you. Well, I know it's bad for me, but they really pushed me to just start there, take away soda. So the doctor's telling me to cut bread, kind of bread products, bagels, that type of thing. Um, Maybe get just some exercise to the point where it's hard to hold the conversation because you're kind of out of breath. Maybe stay up soda. I think those are some manageable things for me to start with. Because there is a little bit of anxiety as I get older of health, especially when I see the people around me getting sick. You try to do the best you can. Naturally, there's things that just happen out of your control. But that probably the one thing is is health bringing me the most anxiety. So, again, realistic goals. To me, those are realistic goals. No soda, cut back on the bread. Move moderately to the point of whatever. So sometimes I'll walk the mall. I don't care. I'm walking. And I'm not casually walking. I'm like moving. Or maybe get outside because it's a nice day. Whatever. You you figure out you and what works best for you. But I'm not going to overdo it. I'm not joining the gym. I'm not going heavy. I'm not at that point yet. I'm starting with moderation setting some uh, baby step goals. I'm not going to go too crazy because the craziness will only trigger more anxiety because I'm not working out. And then that repeats the cycle. But that's all you need to do is just start out. And again, if you can't on your own because of whatever reason, you can always reach out and get help, help from professionals. And if you don't know anybody, you can always reach out to me. You can always send me an email, two steps ahead podcast at gmail.com. You can reach out, I'm on Instagram, social media, two steps ahead podcast, or just Google search. Just Google search my name and it comes up. You can reach out to me and I can help you. And if I can't help you, I'll find somebody. I'll walk that journey with you. You don't have to go alone because sometimes it's, well, I think most people would agree that going alone isn't the most successful way to accomplish something. You need that support group. You need those people around you. And if you don't have anything at that support group and those people around you aren't going to help you, then reach out and I can help you or get you in touch with people that can help you because you don't have to go it alone because that's one of the things that we have to rely on these days, especially now. Is each other? Without each other, how are we going to survive? You know, because it's difficult out there. Like I mentioned, groceries expensive. The woke agenda—it's crazy. You don't even know you're being offensive to other people these days because language changes, because terminology of changes, definitions change. I mean, it's on and on. I had an argument over a guy. Uh, I'm sorry, I had an argument with a professor over a paper I did because some words in there he thought were offensive. I'm like, what are you talking about? Definitions of the word changed. And he was offended by it. I'm like, dude, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like no idea. And so I had to go hard at him because he was making accusations to me. I wasn't aware of. So I went hard back at him and he finally understood that. Yes, not all people are going to understand your urban legend or, Urban dictionary, I think it's urban dictionary, terms of definitions could mean to you, whereas to me, it's something different. So, yeah, it's a nutty world out there with everything going on, especially in an election year. It's going to be crazy. There's going to be division. We already see it. We see double standard. We see hypocrisy. We see it all out there. And so, it's going to be important for us to find people with like mindedness to kind of band together and have that support group know that you're not the only one out there. That's crazy enough to think a certain way or want to vote a certain way, knowing that you're going to be the one that is okay with going through whatever it is that you're going through, you know, because people society is going to try to put you down. And that's one of the hardest things to do, you know, getting back to that self doubt and maybe some anxiety is just being in the world today. I don't know if you get on social media a lot. i cutting back a little bit. I've changed my approach to it. I've gotten into more of the sports stuff and and um, putting content down to it like that, not so serious. Obviously, the show gets pushed out to social media a lot, but like Twitter or X or whatever it's called now, I've just given up on that. I don't even care anymore. That place is such a toxic cesspool of vile, evil, disgusting people. Now, not everybody, again, not a one-size-fits-all, but the majority of my feed It's just vile, disgusting people. I'm even thinking about canceling it because I just want to be a part of it. It's the negativity. It's the hypocrisy. It's the lies. Why do I want to be a part of that? And if that's in your lifestyle, that's why I never watch those reality TV shows, you know, Real Housewives of wherever, you know, those type of things, that drama stuff, I can't deal with drama. Why am I going to watch it? How do you guys get excited about that? That's crazy. That blows my mind that people sit there and watch that stuff. I guess it was kind of like going back to the old days of soap operas. Do you ever watch those? I never really did. I've seen them, obviously. Um, I don't know. What is it? The Young and the Restless, maybe? I don't know. Bold and Beautiful, one of those type of things. You know, you sit down and you try to... That's the same thing 10 years later. Same people, just older, going through the same stuff. But yeah, don't, can't deal with drama. Can't deal with the toxic people. And so maybe what we got to do to kind of protect ourselves in that self care is maybe push people out. Be like, you know what? I'm not going to deal with it. I'm not going to deal with the negativity of social media. Because again, in the story that I shared earlier, somebody content creator was putting out all kinds of good content. Everything's going well. One little, one little comment little comment in the grand scheme of everything on social media one little comment led to a grand canyon of self doubt cuz they were obsessed by that one comment or how about that time when tiktok and the uh, music rights with what universal music or whatever it was they couldn't come to an agreement and all the music left and now you have a bunch of people with their page or their content a profile all muted and one gal that i saw was just completely a wreck because her identity was in that and so what are you going to do if you put your identity into one thing other people's opinions for example what other people think of you because that's all it is right self-doubt or maybe even uh thinking about some of the things we talked about all have to do with what other people think of us And it's important. It's important. We want other people to think good things about us and say nice things about us and give us compliments. And that's validation, right? We talked about validation of good things. So, yeah, we crave that as humans. We crave that interaction. But if that's all we put our life into, if that's what our whole thing is about, at some point it's going to collapse. Just like the music rights did not get upped or re-signed and a bunch of people lost their niche. And their content was gone and they have to start over with something else. Now it's easy for them to start over because everybody's sympathetic and nobody's going to leave them. And they're just going to watch their new content, but they had to create new content. But for the content creators, a lot of them, it was misery. It was terrible. Crying, screaming. I've saw a couple of content creators admit that they were weeping and crying and they had anxiety. What are they going to do? And I mean, it was the world fell on them. It was the world was falling apart. It's over. That's why we need to make sure that whatever it is that we are doing, we have a perspective that is a proper one, that is setting realistic ideals, realistic ideas, realistic whatever. Sure, we strive for perfection, but we know we're not going to reach it. So it's okay if we don't attain it, but we're going to strive for it. Okay, I know I'm going to fail in this area. Okay, I'll just take a loss. Like baseball. I think that's why sports, sometimes I like sports. is because you can use a lot of uh, analogies in life for sports. But like in baseball, my favorite sport, 162 games. If you win 100 games, that's really good. Anything above that is superb. But you get to 100, you still lost 62. But you won 100. But you still lost 62. Sometimes you just got to take the L. Chalk it up. Okay, that's a loss. I got 161 more of these things to go, or I have 365 days in a year. I just went 10 straight days, 14 straight days, two weeks of things going really good. Well, today sucked. I'll just take the L. So I'm 14 and one or 13 and one in the last two weeks. You know, you can kind of change your perspective and then things aren't going to be so bad. Two steps ed podcast, encouraging you to take your passion, Make it happen. Let yourself be great. I'm Son Edom. Our website, RadioWarp.com. That's Radio, W-A-R-P, RadioWarp.com. You can uh, log on. You can click the, um, the show um, icon and just click the, the logo is the word I'm looking for. Click the logo and all of our past shows will pop up. There's video form uh, and there's audio. The video will take you to our Rumble page, and you can watch all the videos there. Um, The audio page is our SoundCloud. You'll see an orange banner across the center of the page. Just click that. takes you to our SoundCloud page. You can actually download the episodes from SoundCloud onto your device and take us with you on the go if you want to. Um, You can also listen anywhere you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartMedia, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Deezer, all that stuff. Um, You can also do an Internet search, Two Steps Ahead Podcast." And we pop up. Um, just know that two is always TWO in everything you do. We're on social media, uh, social media, Instagram, Facebook, at uh, TWO, two steps ahead podcast. So we're pretty easy to find. And again, most importantly, again, you can either DM me, uh, slide into my DMs, uh, whether Facebook, you can message me, or um, Instagram, obviously a message, or just hit the email, two steps ahead podcast at gmail.com, and send me a message reach out whether it's just to say hi, whether it's to comment on the show or if you need help assistance, whatever it is, just reach out and I will get back to you. Give me a little bit of time, but I will get back to you and help you and travel the journey with you if it's uh, necessary. But again, when it comes to uh self doubt, work on it. You can overcome it. You can chase your goals. You can chase your dreams. You just have to dream big. In fact, In fact, I take that back. You don't even have to dream big. Just dream. And if you want it, you can achieve it. Don't doubt yourself. Don't think that I can't. Because you can. You actually do have the physical ability to go and do whatever it is you want to do. Get an education. Go to class. Start a business. Go through the process. Get a different job. Put out applications go to interviews, whatever it is, you do have the ability to do it. It's just a matter of, are you going to get over that self-doubt? Are you going to get over the, I can't and do the, I can drop the contraction that keeps you in traction in life that keeps you from achieving your dreams, your goals, your ambitions, whatever it is. And it could be just the smallest things, learning an instrument, learning a second language, learning to play golf or whatever. It could be anything from the littlest of dreams to the grandest dreams possible. Whatever it is, go after it. Because it's better to chase something and not succeed than to not chase it at all. And I believe that to a certain point, your success will be there. So I don't think not succeeding is really an option. Sure, your business might fail, but maybe there's something else that comes from it. Sure, relationship fails, but maybe something else comes from it. Sure, you didn't get that job interview, but maybe something else comes from it. Everything you do gets you to where you're going to be in life. Everything good and bad that's happened in my life, again, including the bad, has gotten me to this point right here. And I take from all of it and use it to get me here, and on into the future. Again, two steps ahead podcast, encouraging you to take your passion, make it happen. Let yourself be great. I'm Sonny. Hey, thanks for listening. Do tell a friend and until next time, God bless.